G'day folks, I'm Billy Pinnell, thanks for your listening company. In this edition of The Music Show, I'll be featuring new releases from Malian singer Rokia Traore, the much-anticipated Santana 4 that reunites members of the early 70s lineup for the first time in 40 years. Melbourne singers A.B. Robb and Steve Rosito. You'll hear Stevie Ray Vaughan talking about his close friend Lonnie Mack. On Show Us Your Label, Marshall Chess, whose father and uncle Phil and Leonard Chess founded Chess Records, will talk about some of the iconic artists whose music revolutionised rock and roll. We'll also feature a new Bruce Springsteen re-release and inform you of some upcoming tours. 2016 is turning out to be an exciting year for fans of Midnight Oil. The band recently announced their reformation with plans to tour in 2017 at home and overseas for the first time in 15 years. The band didn't indicate plans to release a new album. It also announced that frontman Peter Garrett's memoir, Big Blue Sky, will be published in October 2015 and cop this one. Garrett's first solo album, A Version of Now, will be released on Friday, July the 15th, 2016. On The Music Show, here's a sneak preview of Peter Garrett's solo debut. Just as the tall tree stands, I'm moved by daily passion. Just as the skies are roofed, it's over our head. Just as we navigate the shoals of those discussions, there's no more rights to wrong, a meeting in our heads. All we ever needed is in this place. Ah, I'm rolling back like a month that's taken holy vows. I've jumped across the here and now. of Tall Trees. One of my favourite Aussie bands from the 70s was Taste, a quartet who combined their pop influences with hard rock on two successful albums. On the verge of signing an international recording deal with Sire Records and opening for Queen on their 1977 American tour, they broke up. Nearly 40 years down the track, Taste have reformed with three original members and an exciting new album, Life on Earth. Here's a preview. Exactly what I let you see I think 
Taste, who are singer-songwriter, guitarist, keyboard player Ken Murdoch, lead guitarist Joey Armenta, bassist Michael Tortoni, and Damien Corniola, who replaces original drummer Virgil Donati, and I Am God, a taste, pardon the pun, of what's in store on their outstanding comeback album, Life on Earth. Melbourne's vibrant music scene continues to expose young, creative, singer-songwriter musicians, many of whom I've been privileged to share with you on the music show. I'd like to introduce you to another one, Alex Robb, who records as A.B. Robb. His debut album, Little Shivers, a product of three years of writing and recording in his bedroom studio, is now available. Let's have a listen to the opening portion of A Flame. who cleverly fuses his folk influences with adventurous sonic explorations on his new album Little Shivers, which you can hear in its entirety on YouTube. Our ongoing segment, Show Us Your Label, is an acknowledgement of record labels famous for establishing an environment that resulted in the creation of many of the greatest and most influential recordings in the history of popular music. In this edition of The Music Show, we're honouring Chess Records and Chicago Blues, one of the most significant influences on modern rock music. Chicago Blues evolved in the 30s following the great migration of black people from the southern United States to the industrial cities of the north, such as Detroit and Chicago, where work was more plentiful. Many of the southern workers played music on the side. Some, after playing as street musicians, graduated to bars and clubs where they had to amplify their instruments to be heard over the noise of the customers. As a consequence, Chicago blues became synonymous with the sound of electric guitars and harmonica played through the PA system or guitar amplifier. What exposed the blues to an international audience was the proliferation of recording studios and record companies. Chess Records, an independent label run by brothers Leonard and Phil Chess was the most famous and influential of the Chicago record labels. Active from the mid-40s to the mid-70s, Chess specialised in blues, R&B, soul and gospel. The brothers handled most of the production with bassist, songwriter and arranger Willie Dixon. 
Dixon is recognised as one of the most important people in shaping the post-World War II sound of the Chicago blues. His songs have been recorded by countless musicians in many genres. Chess Records' impact on modern rock and roll music was phenomenal. In the UK, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Yardbirds, Jimi Hendrix, John Mayall, Fleetwood Mac are just a few of the major acts of the period to be heavily influenced by chess artists. In the US, Bob Dylan, Michael Bloomfield, Steve Miller, Al Cooper, Paul Butterfield, Charlie Musselwhite are among countless other acts inspired by the blues coming out of Chicago. Chess would launch the careers of legendary performers that included Chuck Berry, Muddy Waters, Buddy Guy, Howlin' Wolf, Etta James, Sonny Boy Williamson, John Lee Hooker, Little Walter, Bo Diddley, Coco Taylor, to name just a few. Prior to 1958, Chess only released singles, albums, mostly best ofs, came after. The first Chess track I'd like to share with you was recorded in 1956 by singer, guitarist, harmonica player Howlin' Wolf, born Chester Burnett in Mississippi in 1910. With a booming voice and looming physical presence, he was 6 foot 3 or 191 centimetres tall and often weighed close to 275 pounds, 125 kilograms. Wolf was a giant musically and physically. His biggest musical influence was Charlie Patton, the most popular blues man in the Mississippi Delta at the time, who he met in 1930. Patton, who also impacted on the early careers of Robert Johnson and John Lee Hooker, gave Wolfe guitar lessons and taught him about showmanship. When he played his guitar, he would turn it over backwards and forwards and throw it over his shoulders, between his legs, and throw it up in the sky, Wolfe once said. He would perform the guitar tricks he learned from Charlie Patton for the rest of his life. Several of Howlin' Wolf's songs had become blues rock standards like Backdoor Man, Killing Floor, Spoonful and this one, Smokestack Lightning. featuring legendary guitarist Hubert Sumlin in a song that shaped rock and roll, Smokestack Lightning, covered by countless acts that included the Yardbirds, Manfred Mann, the Animals, Bob Dylan, Soundgarden and Government Mule. The revered blues man died in 1976 of natural causes. He was 65 years of age. Following in his father's footsteps, Marshall, the son of Leonard Chess, joined the family business in the 60s before going on to found Rolling Stones records. 
I'd like to share with you parts of an interview with Marshall Chess conducted on Radio Jazz FM London by a former Manford Man singer Paul Jones. In this piece, Paul asked if any of the chess artists came to visit the family home when Marshall was a child. Not often, but my first uh, memory of uh, a blues person was Muddy Waters coming to visit my father. I was very young, seven, seven years old, six years old. Uh, I was playing in the front, and a big uh, black Cadillac pulled up. I uh, watched this man get out. He was a big man, and he was wearing this bright lime green fluorescent suit. His hair was six or eight inches high and glistening. His uh, shoes, that was what really got me. They were covered in cow skin with the actual fur, you know, the fur part of the skin on it. And he walked right up to me with pure confidence, looked at me and said, you must be young chess. I'm Muddy Waters. Is your father home? And I, you know, I went in and I got my father, and that was my first experience. And I've, I've often thought it was the same as if a spaceship had landed and an alien had come out because I had never seen anyone. Yes, I had seen black people. I lived in Chicago but not like the way Muddy Waters looked. And, you know, Muddy Waters had this amazing charisma, almost regal in stature. Uh, You just couldn't be around Muddy Waters and not feel that amazing strength as a person. Um, So he was my first uh, meeting of a a true chess artist, and he was by far my most favorite of the chess artists. The gypsy woman told my mother Before I was born I got a boy charge coming He's gonna be a son of a gun He's gonna make pretty women's Jump and shout Then the world wanna know What this all about But you know I'm here I got a black cat bone, I got a mojo too, I got the John the Conqueror, I'm gonna mess with you, I'm gonna make you girls, lead me by my hand, then the world I know, the hoochie coochie man, but you know I'm here. seven hours on the seven day on the seven month the seven doctors say he was born for good luck and that you see I got seven hundred dollars don't you mess with me but you know I'm here 
Kinley Morganfield, better known as Muddy Waters, who was often cited as the father of modern Chicago blues, recorded Hoochie Coochie Man in 1954 with one of the most acclaimed blues bands in history. Little Walter Jacobs on harmonica, Jimmy Rogers on guitar, Algin Evans on drums, Otis Spann on piano. The song has been covered numerous times. The Orman Brothers, Humble Pie, Paul Rogers come immediately to mind. Muddy Waters' influence is tremendous. His use of amplification is often cited as a link between acoustic delta blues and rock and roll. In 1958, he toured in England, helping to lay the foundations for the subsequent blues boom there. Never before had audiences heard the blues played with amplified electric guitars and a thunderous beat. The Rolling Stones later took their name from a Muddy Waters 1950 song, Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone magazine took its name from the same song. Jimi Hendrix recalled that the first guitar player I was ever aware of was Muddy Waters. Angus Young cited him as a major influence. The ACDC song You Shook Me All Night Long came from Muddy Waters' song You Shook Me, written by Willie Dixon. Eric Clapton, Michael Bloomfield, Jimmy Page, Bob Dylan, Gary Moore, Jeff Beck, Jeff Atchison, Lloyd Spiegel have all recorded Muddy Waters songs. Martin Scorsese is obviously a fan. He's included Muddy Waters songs Manish Boy, I'm Ready, Mojo Working in his films A Colour of Money, Goodfellas Casino and The Last Waltz. In 1981, Muddy Waters was invited to perform at Chicago Fest, the city's top outdoor festival. He was joined on stage by Johnny Winter, who had produced Muddy's two most recent albums. His last public performance took place when he sat in with Eric Clapton at the continent in Florida in 1982. The following year he died in his sleep, aged 70. If guitar riffs could be copywritten, Bo Diddley would have been a very wealthy man. His use of African rhythms and a signature beat labelled the Bo Diddley beat influenced generations of musicians that included Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly, The Beatles, The Stones, Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, The Who U2. And it's a cornerstone of rock, hip-hop and pop. Born Ellis Bates in 1928, he changed his name to Ellis McDaniel as a child. Taken by the pulsating rhythmic music he heard at a local Pentecostal church, he became interested in guitar. Inspired by a performance by John Lee Hooker, he began playing on street corners in Chicago with friends including Jerome Green, who had become a constant member of his backing band. Signed to Chess Records in 1951, he took on the stage name of Bo Diddley, hitting the R&B charts with his earliest single releases. He's also recognised for his technical innovations, including his distinctive rectangular guitar. In 1956, Love is Strange was a hit for Mickey and Sylvia and was covered by a number of artists including Buddy Holly, Paul McCartney and Kenny Rogers. He included women in his band. Peggy Jones was his lead guitar player, rare for a woman at that time. In 1985, he played with George Thorogood at Live Aid. In 2005, he celebrated his 50th anniversary of music with successful tours of Australia and Europe. His final recorded guitar performance was with the New York Dolls on their 2006 album. On June the 2nd, 2008, he died at his home of heart failure, surrounded by his family. He was 79 years of age. His songs often included humorous, witty, clever lyrics like these.
seven miles of barbed wire. I use a cobra snake for a necktie. I got a brand new house on the roadside, made from rattlesnake hide. I got a brand new chimney made on top, made out of a human skull. Now come on, take a little walk with me, Arlene, and tell me who do you love? 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 Tombstone hand in a graveyard mine, just 22 and I don't mind dying. Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? I rode around the town, use a rattlesnake whip. Take it easy, Arlene, don't give me no lip. Who do you love? Let's hear again from Marshall Chess reminiscing with Paul Jones about going on the road with Bo Diddley. Now, I should point out that words used in context by Marshall Chess may offend some listeners. My famous road recording was Bo Diddley's Beach Party in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, where we all got arrested. Because Jerome Green, Bo Diddley's maraca player, jumped off the stage and white girls danced around him. And they came in with dogs and shut down the show. I I was recorded that out out of mono recorder. What did they say? Three mics. You know, what What exactly, who did they charge and with what? They came to me, they threw me against the wall and they said, Jew boy, you messing around with these niggers going to get you locked up where no one's going to find you. That's exactly what was said to me. All, all for Bo Diddley. All for Bo Diddley, but, uh, you know, they, they didn't like, uh, at that time, in the South... It was the 60s. They did not like any public interaction of black and white. Jerome Green, you know, that just brought that memory. I mean, Jerome Green was like a guy with Africa in his blood. I mean, he played those maracas, the rhythms that came out of him. His whole body would be would just become one with the maracas, and he would dance around that stage and play it. It was unbelievable. He was, he was fabulous. He was amazing, the rhythms he would play. I covered that song <laughs> with the Manfreds in 1964. <laughs> Did you have a Maraca player at it? Yeah, yeah, yeah me. I, <laughs> probably not quite as well as uh, Jerome Green. But anyway, bring it to Jerome. Wrong with you, you know that 
Faces of Manford Man, the English band's debut, we heard Bring It to Jerome, a tribute to Bo Diddley's Maraca player, one of the album's five chess covers with a lead vocal from Paul Jones. In the early 60s, Paul, who at that time called himself P.P. Jones, was performing duets in London blues clubs with Almo Lewis, better known as Brian Jones. The two musicians bonded. Brian, who at a young age could already play a number of instruments, taught Paul how to play harmonica and asked him to front a new R&B band he was putting together to be called the Rolling Stones. Paul declined the offer. Born in Johannesburg, South Africa, singer-songwriter actor Troy Saban was two when his parents migrated to Perth, Western Australia. Now approaching his 21st birthday, he has already accumulated an impressive CV which includes his debut album, Blue Neighbourhood. Here's a sample. The sun sets longer Where I am from Where dreams go to die While having fun The boys fix their cars And girls eat it up Loving so good when love is young yeah, There's so much history in these streets And mama's good eats and wonder I'll repeat So much history in my head The people I've left, the ones that I've kept Have you heard me on the radio? Did you turn it on? Are you blowing out cereal in suburbia? My blood Yeah, it seems to never letting go of suburbia Swallow nostalgia Chase it with life Better than dwelling And chasing time Missing occasions I can't rewind can't help but feel I've lost what's mine yeah, There's so much history in these streets And mama's good eats and wonder on repeat So much history in my head The people I've left, the ones that I've kept Have you heard me on the radio? Did you turn it on? On your blowing out stereo It's a baby Troy Savan and the opening section of a song called Suburbia from Troy's current album Blue Neighbourhood. A new album, Santana 4, reunites the early 70s lineup of guitarist Carlos Santana and Neil Sean, lead singer and Hammond B3 player Greg Rolly, drummer Michael Shreve, and percussionist Michael Carabello. Here's the opening part of Shake It.
45 years apart. Most of the musicians who appeared on the first three Santana albums are back together with a new release, Santana 4, from which we heard the opening section of Shake It. Paris-based Malian singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Rakia Traore recently released her sixth album in a career spanning almost two decades. Sung in French, the CD sleeve contains English lyric translations. Most of her songs focus on the ideas of home and the anguish of refugees caught up in the conflicts in West Africa. Also included is an atmospheric take on Billie Holiday's Strange Fruit. Let's have a listen to Rakia Traore. Le bonheur est une attitude Face à ce qui se passe et qui fait souffrir Qui pourtant laisse la latitude De trouver en lui ce qui nourrit et fait grandir Tu voles de tous les maux Tu te décharges et tu nages dans l'air Tu voles, tu tournes, tournes, tu gambades Tu papillonnes et tu tourbillonnes translation that features guest appearances from Devendra Benhart, John Paul Jones and Tony Morrison. We heard Malian singer Rakia Traore and a song called You Fly. Melbourne singer Stephen Rosito has selected a handful of tunes from the Great American Songbook for his latest release. For someone so young, he's barely out of his teens, Stephen sings with a maturity beyond his years. Here is Stephen Rosito and a song written by Cole Porter for Cole's 1953 musical Can Can, It's Alright With Me. It's the wrong time in the wrong place Though your face is charming, it's the wrong face 
It's not her face, but such a charming face that it's all right with me. It's the wrong song in the wrong style. Though your smile is lovely, it's the wrong smile. It's not her smile, but such a lovely smile that it's all right with me. You can't know how happy I am that we've met. I'm strangely attracted to you. There's someone I'm trying so hard to forget. Don't you want to forget someone too? It's the wrong game with the wrong chips. Though your lips are tempting, they're the wrong lips. They're not her lips, they're just such tempting lips. That if some night you are free, well, it's all right. Yes, it's all right. It's all Arrangements and piano by Gianni Tercio and contributions from drummer Darren Ferruzia, guitarist Jack Pantazas, bassist Adam Spiegel and trumpet and flugelhorn player Gianni Marinucci, we heard young Stephen Rosito and a song previously recorded by artists that include Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald and Mel Torme. Cole Porter's It's Alright With Me. Originally issued in 2006, Bruce Springsteen's We Shall Overcome, The Seeger Sessions, 13 folk songs popularised by legendary folk artist Pete Seeger, recorded live without rehearsals over three days and nine years, has been re-released with five bonus tracks, four new videos that include an expanded documentary and an expanded booklet. Springsteen and 13 invited musicians who contributed accordion, tuba, banjo, saxophone, trombone, violin and double bass captured what must have been a spontaneous, joyful celebration of songs that Seeger loved to sing. There's no mistaking Springsteen's delight as he counts his band into the first verse of Old Dan Tucker. Yeah! 
From the re-release of We Shall Overcome the Sega Sessions, we heard Bruce Springsteen and Friends and the rousing intro to Old Dan Tucker. For my album from the attic, I'd like to share with you a 1964 release, The Wham of That Memphis Man, that features the music of blues rock pioneer Lonnie Mack, who died on April 23, 2016, at the age of 74. Guitarists who have specifically credited him as a major influence represent an entire generation. Dwayne Orman, Dickie Betts, Eric Clapton, Michael Bloomfield, Keith Richards, Jeff Beck, Chris Stockley, Bootsy Collins are just some that spring to mind. Mac played a major role in transforming the electric guitar into a lead voice in rock music. Mac is also considered one of the great soul singers of all time. His recordings of the instrumentals Memphis and Wham found the guitarist making groundbreaking use of a Bigsby tremolo bar that he appended to his trademark Flying V guitar. Because of his work on this track and his first album The Wham of That Memphis Man, the Bigsby tremolo bar was unofficially dubbed the Whammy Bar by a generation of guitarists. Another guitar player who was heavily influenced by Lonnie Mac was Stevie Ray Vaughan, who would later become his close friend. I once spoke to Stevie Ray Vaughan about his love for Lonnie Mac's music and the connection it had with Stevie's brother, Jimmy Vaughan. Something interesting too that I've noticed is that you've mentioned that one of the first records that uh, Jimmy played for you was a Lonnie Mac record of yeah. Wham. Actually, it was the first one I ever bought. Is that right? He turned me on to the guy and uh, let me know who he was and I went out straight and bought the record and it was the... It was one of the first things I ever really tried to learn, which is a pretty hard thing to learn, but it worked out. songs included on Lonnie Mack's The Wham of that Memphis Man album were all recorded for single releases like the songs on Elvis Presley's Sun Sessions were. Radio stations in America's South who played both Memphis and Wham initially played other Lonnie Mack releases including his soul ballad Why until he was invited to give a live radio interview with a prominent R&B DJ in racially polarised Birmingham, Alabama. According to Mack's own account, the DJ took one look at him and said, Baby, you're the wrong colour, and terminated the interview on the spot.
Well, I'm sitting Writing this letter Staying with tears from my eyes It says goodbye Darling, I But you love me From the wham of that Memphis man, an album that thousands of guitarists cut their teeth on, we heard Lonnie Mack at his soulful best on Why. Commenting on this recording, Rolling Stone magazine, after extolling Mack's talents as a guitarist, went on to say, But it is truly the voice of Lonnie Mack that sets him apart. His songs have a sincerity and intensity that's hard to find anywhere. Another review stated that Lonnie Mac wailed a soul ballad as gutsily as any black gospel singer. The anguished inflections which stamped songs like Why had a directness which would have been wholly embarrassing in the hands of almost any other white singer. In his book, The 100 Best Rock and Roll Records of All Time, music critic Jimmy Guterman ranked the wham of that Memphis man number 16.
Johnny Mack and Baby What's Wrong from his 1964 album The Wham of That Memphis Man that's been reissued a number of times. While recording sporadically over the next 20 years, Mack had virtually dropped out of sight until the mid-80s when Stevie Ray Vaughan came into his life. He's actually playing in Texas at the moment, isn't yes, he, Johnny Mack? He's, li- he's living in Austin. In fact, I'll be co-producing an album with him, his next album, in December. Oh, that's wonderful news. Yes, as well as, well as, as, well as Albert King's next album. Well, just to go on Lonnie Mack for a moment, <laughs> but um, he, he's someone who's probably got similar thoughts about the music to what you have, and mm-hmm. he's he hasn't recorded very much. Like, he, he recorded his first record, what, about 1962 or three. Yes. Wouldn't have recorded more than about half a dozen albums in all that time, would he? Yeah, that's the truth. But he's, he's been writing songs all along. He's incredible. He's, he's, got, he's got a stockpile of songs. It's just ridiculous how many there are. And, and well, for one thing, to give you one idea of how strong the guy is, he's in the Guinness Book of World Records, he's got the third best soul scream in the world. Is that right? I believe that, <laughs> yeah, too. It's true. <laughs> he can still do it, too. In fact, better than he used to. It's great you're talking about Lonnie Mack so much because um, a lot of people in Australia, a lot of people worldwide just wouldn't realise what a, a great musician he is. And yes. In fact, if you listen to the early Doors records... Uh, Robbie Krieger's g- guitar style is very, very influenced by Lonnie yeah. Mack's. And in fact, Lonnie Mack played bass on some Doors records yes. too. So Lonnie doesn't really go for that session too much. No, I guess not. <laughs> it's quite alien to what he's in used fact, to, he isn't it? was just telling me the story about that the other day. But uh, it was just, he was just there. He was just there and, and they said, you want to play on that session? He said, sure, I could use the money. <laughs> got, got on the same label, weren't they, at the time? Yeah. 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 But, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a great thing to be able to help these people in that way and hopefully be able to help the label, the blues label that, that Lonnie will be on, which is Alligator Records. And because they've got Coco Taylor, they've got Sun Seals, they've got, they've got Albert Collins, they've got, you know, on and on, Lonnie Mack now, it's, it's going to be a wonderful thing to be able to try to help a bl- real blues label to be getting some recognition in its own. It's history now that the success of Strike Like Lightning, the first of three albums Lonnie Mack recorded for Alligator Records, produced by Stevie Ray Vaughan, who guested on guitar and backing vocals, propelled the 44-year-old back into the spotlight. The tour that followed culminated in a Carnegie Hall concert available for view on YouTube, in which Lonnie Mack shared the stage with two other guitar legends, Albert Collins and Roy Buchanan. A newly released DVD documentary, Pride and Joy, the story of Alligator Records, has recently become available. Bob Dylan turned 75 on May the 24th. He'll more than likely celebrate his big day again on October the 7th when he takes the stage on the first night of a long weekend at Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival in Indio, California, when he and his band will share the stage with the Rolling Stones. In case you're thinking about attending, the Saturday night lineup is Paul McCartney and Neil Young, and Sunday, Roger Waters and The Who. I thought we'd conclude this edition of the music show with a track from Bob's recently released bootleg series, Volume 12, two CDs of alternate takes and demos recorded between 1965 and 1966. Originally released on his 1965 album, Bringing It All Back Home, he's the great man, solo and acoustic, and she belongs to me. I'm Billy Pinnell. Thanks for sharing. Until we connect again on the music show, look after each other and love the music. She's got everything she needs She's an artist She don't look back 
She's got everything she needs. She's an artist. She don't look back. She can take the dark out of the nighttime and turn the daytime black. You will start out standing proud to steal her anything she sees. You will start out standing proud to steal her anything she sees. But you will wind up picking through her keyhole down upon your knees. She's got no place to stumble. She got no place to fall. She's got no place to stumble. She's got no place to fall. She's nobody's child. The law can't touch her at all. 